this morning. How many knows he's worthy? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Great is the Lord, greatly to be praised in the mountains of his holiness. Amen. God loves details. Men don't sweat detail too much, but God does. The very first time David went to bring home the ark, the power of the Lord, he had the right thing in mind, but he didn't do not one thing right. Amen. But whenever he got down to the details of how God wanted to bring it home, can I tell you what happened? He brought home the power of God, brother. Amen. And what this brother was pushing for this morning, God loves worship. Amen. God loves detail. Amen. We can't come to him just any way we want to. This old song, Just As I Am, you can come to him just as you are. You can't leave just as you are. Amen. We got to have we got to have the presence of the Lord in the house. Amen. It is so good to be here today. Feel what we're feeling. And I feel a special anointing this morning. And I felt like somebody got somebody missed their blessing right here whenever they were praying for the sick today. Um, there was somebody in here you you're going to leave today cheated if you don't let God touch you. Amen. Amen. How many knows God's still in business? Hallelujah. If God did it for them, I want him to do it for me too. The Bible did say he is no respecter of person. We had somebody called us about 10 minutes to 3 this morning, and they were screaming, and I, I said, just, who is it? Who? They were just screaming and hollering, and they, and they finally calmed down enough to say, Daddy's having a heart attack. I said, um, we've done call 911, and said that we heard him holler and went in there and uh, just foam was coming out of his mouth. She's very gross. It was just telling us about foam was coming out. He said he just had his hand on his chest and he was just moaning and and uh, said we set him up and said his head all just slumped over and he said he turned real dark. And um, they said, please pray. We just started praying, brother. I mean, the devil made me mad waking me up out of a good sound sleep, you know. Amen. We just went to praying, and I said, Now, God, not because it's me, not because it's him, but because it's you. I said, You give life. Amen. I said, Let it be known, God, that you are the giver of life. Amen. Let it be known in that house right now. That you are the giver of life. Hallelujah. That woman was crying so hard, her, her daughter took the phone. She said, she said, the ambulance is coming up the driveway right now. We just kept praying. I'm telling you, I'm not going to let the ambulance coming up the driveway knock me out of a miracle. I'm not going to let what the banker says or the doctor says or the lawyer says, I'm not going to let that knock me out of a miracle. Somebody's living beneath their privilege today. Hallelujah. That man's granddaughter took the phone. She said, Brother McCain, she said, said Daddy is starting to move. Daddy, Grandpa's starting to move, and he's starting to, starting to set up. 
I said, just stay on the phone. We just kept praying. The paramedics come in, and guess what? Grandpa's done setting up. The paramedics run there to his aid, and he told me, he said, hey, I don't need nothing. He said, God's done healed me. I'm telling you what kind of God we serve it. No, that wasn't 30 years ago. That was just about six or seven hours ago. Amen. God's still in business. Hallelujah. Amen. We're here today. I'm believing God's going to do a work in Bendale. I feel it in the Holy Ghost, Brother Moore. Amen. I feel like God's going to do some mighty things today. Praise the Lord. They tried to get him to go on to the hospital. They said, man, said, uh, you know, all the evidence looked like you've had a, a major heart attack. He said, I've had a major healing too. He said, hallelujah. What need to go to a practicing physician? He said, I just got touched by the great physician. Hallelujah. Amen. God's still in business, brother. Praise the Lord. Laid back down, went to sleep. They called me about 30, 45 minutes later. They were still just so happy and excited about it. They said, hey, we just had to call and tell you, you know, Daddy's doing fine. I said, well, that's great. That's great. That's wonderful. I said, pray for me that I can get 30 minutes sleep before I get up and hit the road. Amen. You know, it does us good to get excited about what God does. That's that detail that God likes, brother. God likes for somebody to put something into, into a song and into worship and into praise. And uh, it, it is physical. Praise the Lord. He, he said something about it this morning. It's physical. You've got to put something into it. Amen. David had to put some things into it to bring home the power of God. And he couldn't worry about what the world, he couldn't worry about what they said. He couldn't worry about what he looked like. Amen. He was doing it for God. Amen. And uh, I'm excited about being here. I count it quite an honor and a privilege. You've got one of the best as far as I'm concerned. Me and my wife talked about it. I don't know of anybody with a more excellent spirit than Brother Moore. And you have got a tremendous pastor. Why don't you give your pastor and his wife today a good hand up. Come on. This is the man that watches over your soul. Praise the Lord. You are very blessed in the hour that we're living in to have somebody that their heartbeat is the church. And just about every time I've ever uh, got a hold of him on the phone, it wasn't at the house, he'd be at the church. And uh, I appreciate that so much. Man dedicated to the Lord, dedicated to doing a work for God and, and seeing after the sheep. Praise the Lord. Man, my heart's so full. There's so many different directions this morning. Amen. Amen. Saul, the first king of Israel, was a king for the people. That's what the Bible said. But he was not a shepherd. He was a rancher. He was a mule driver. And whenever the prophet come up on him, what was he doing? He was looking for them runaway mules. Yeah. 
But the second king of Israel, God said, I will anoint me a king for myself. And he went and got a shepherd. <laughs> and whenever the anointing was put on him, he went right back to tending the sheep. You better thank God today that God has got him a anointed man for himself that is a shepherd. Praise the Lord. I can't put enough emphasis on that this morning. Amen. It's not what I want to preach about. Amen. If you'd like to go to the book of Hebrews, the second chapter, very familiar passage of Scripture, and a very peculiar thought this morning. Hebrews, the second chapter, and the first verse. When you found it, say amen. You know, I, I'm an outdoorsman. I love to be out. I like to hear the wind blow through the trees in the wintertime. And I like to hear the wind rustling the leaves. And I like to smell the fragrance of spring and hear the birds sing. And there's something about me being a preacher. When I come to the house of the Lord, I love to hear. It's a sound that I love to hear as people going through the pages of the Word of God. Amen. I like that. You follow after the Word of God. In Hebrews, the second chapter in the first verse, Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. God also bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders and divers miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost, according to his own will. Going to the fourth chapter, in the first verse, it said, Let us therefore fear. Everybody say fear. Let us therefore fear lest they promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel, everybody say the gospel. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them. Hear what it said. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Could I get the church to lift their hands and voice in prayer? Brother Moore, would you ask God's anointing on the remainder of this service? Pray, church. Come on, cry out to the Lord this morning. Mighty God of heaven, as we come before you today, I ask you, Lord, that you would anoint in this house. God, you anoint your word as it goes forth, God, never to return void. God, anoint our minds this morning. God, anoint us, God, to hear and to understand what you have to say to the church today. 
God, I know on our lips with the coals from the fire of the altar. God, I know on our tongue with wisdom and knowledge. God, you do it all in the name of Jesus. And the church said amen. Give the Lord a good hand and clap of praise. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Come on. Oh, yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. How long has it been you just slipped up your hands and you felt that anointing come down? Hallelujah. There's nothing like it this morning. I'd rather feel the presence of God than I had to have anything else in this life. Amen. God is so good to us. You may be seated today. God began to talk to our hearts on the way over this morning. I heard a song about mercy and grace. And I began to think about my life, how tremendous that mercy and grace has been in my life. Amen. Does anybody know what I'm talking about this morning? Praise the Lord. Somewhere in your life, you're going to need mercy. And somewhere in your life, you're going to need grace. Praise the Lord. And there is enough mercy uh, and grace that has been provided for mankind to save humanity. Amen. By that one day of Calvary, I talked to a lady last night that uh, is, she runs a restaurant. She's a Catholic lady. She knows that we're apostolic and, and uh, we have talked back and forth. I've gave her scriptures, and, and uh, she's, always, she's always picking at us about different things. But anyway, she was sincere last night. She came to us at our table where we were eating, and, and uh, she said, I need you to pray for our church. She said, I, I reckon you know that the Pope died. I said, yes, I heard that. And uh, she said, well, our whole church not just our local assembly. She said, but our whole church, it, it hinges on, on what the Pope thinks and what the Pope believes. And I said, well, Barbara, I said, our whole church hinges on Calvary. Amen. I said, our church hinges on a risen Savior. Amen. I said, God is able to lead you and guide you and direct you and order your steps. Amen. And I said, I've been praying for you every day. And she broke down and she began to cry. They're standing by our table. And uh, she said, I feel the effects of those prayers. And I'm telling you, there's enough mercy and there's enough grace today. I'm glad this morning that, and I, I'm, you know, I'm sorry for the death of the Pope. Don't get me wrong today. Amen. I, I, feel, I feel sorry because he did have some some influence in some good areas in America. He was pro-life, amen. He wasn't, he wasn't divorce-minded, amen. And there were some good things, some good qualities there. Amen, but can I tell you something today? I, I am Jesus Christ. I'm one God, amen. There's one Lord. There's one faith. There's one baptism. 
I'm glad today my faith is not hinged on the Pope. I'm glad this morning, amen, that I'm looking to Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Hallelujah. I'm not going to neglect this salvation. I'm not going to turn my back on this great apostolic truth this morning. I come to praise Him. Hallelujah. I come to give Him glory today. I come to give Him honor today because it is God's mercy and it is God's grace. Uh, that we were able to come before him today. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel the preacher in the house this morning. Hallelujah. You can be seated. I want to establish with you this morning very, the very first thing that God's mercy and God's grace is able and sufficient to take you through any kind of trial that you go through. Amen. Any kind of trouble that you're in. I don't care if it's trouble with your children. I don't care if it's trouble with a husband and a wife. I don't care if it's uh, if you're backslid this morning. God's mercy and God's grace is able to bring you back to the house of God. Hallelujah. But for a little while today, just for a little while, I want to preach on wasted grace this morning. Amen. A wasted grace. It sounds it sounds so opposite of what we believe. Amen. But I want you to stay with me for just a little while today. Amen. The writer said, therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. Amen. This brother was talking about this morning. Amen. Forgetting things. Brother, I'm going to tell you something. From the day that you're born until the day that you die, your mind is like a bucket that's got a hole in it. Amen. There will continually be things amen that you will forget. And that's why you got to have a preacher. That's why you got to have a man of God. That's why you got to have somebody that tells you over and over and over again is still repent uh, and be baptized uh, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin and you shall receive uh, the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises unto you uh, and to your children uh, and all that are far off even as many as the Lord our God shall call. That's why he said, stir up the pure remembrance of your heart. Amen. Because it is continually. Amen. Everything that we put in our mind, we have to continually remind ourselves. Amen. And that's what Paul was saying. He said, therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For if the words spoken by angels was steadfast and ever transgression and disobedience uh, receive a just recompense of reward. How shall we escape uh, if we neglect so great a salvation? I'm telling you this morning uh, the angels did not escape uh, that rebelled against God. But they're reserved somewhere in chains of darkness today. Uh, amen. Every transgression and every disobedience uh, is going to receive a just uh, recompense a reward and we need God's mercy and we need God's grace but if you get out and walk out you just get up and walk out on the presence of God that is wasted grace in your life 
Ride with me, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm telling you this morning. He said if the angels didn't escape, he said, how do we think that we are? Amen. How are we going to neglect this salvation? i tell you how you neglect it. On a Sunday morning, when you come to the house of God, and they're trying to promote worship, and you say, I don't feel like worship. You're neglecting your salvation. When somebody, when somebody's trying to break through, uh, amen, and get out of the carnal and break into a spiritual realm and you stand back. Uh, you're neglecting your salvation. You can waste the grace of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Paul said, let us therefore fear lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest. Any of you should come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith. We can waste our grace. We can spurn away the mercies of God. Amen. It's preached to us. What are we going to do with it? Everything's already been said. It's preached to us this morning. What are we going to do with it? Amen. The promises of God have been given to us today. What are we going to do with it? Hallelujah. When we look at this Word of God and we begin to think how that, how that the mercy and the grace of God has been extended to us and it's been poured out unto us. And I begin to think through the Word of God this morning as God began to deal with me about wasted grace. And God said, oh, there was some, amen, that knew too much. Amen. The dialogue there was some, amen, that walked with me. There was some that knew too much, amen, to go to a red-hot belch in hell. And God brought to my attention the rich man, amen, who died and lifted his eyes in hell, being in torment. Can I tell you something? Somewhere in his life, amen, he knew that he had a soul somewhere in his life. Brother, he knew what it was to worship God, but he got caught up in the things of the world that he have to die lost? No. But he walked out of the house of God and he wasted the grace of God. I come to ask you this morning, are you going to go to hell on purpose? Are you going to walk out of the house of God and waste the grace of God that's in your life? Amen. That rich man lifted his eyes being in torment. And in hell he found time to pray. And in hell he found time to cry. And in hell he got a burden for the lost. And in hell he cried out. I'm telling you, he was not ashamed to cry. Amen. I'm asking you this morning, what would keep you from running to an altar of prayer? It's that pride that's on the inside of your heart. Sir, you ought to lay it down and run to an altar. Ma'am, you ought to lay it down and not waste the grace of God. Hallelujah. Oh, you think some, some thinks they're going to escape? Uh, Paul said, how, how? He was asking the church the question. He wasn't talking to the sinner man. He was asking the church. He said, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? I've come to tell you this morning, Bendale, you got one of the best things going in the apostolic ranks. Amen. Don't ever take it for granted. But when you come to the house of the Lord, you ought to bring an offering of praise. You ought to bring an offering of glory. 
there and give God something out because of his mercy and because of his grace to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Rich man, God said the rich man, he wasted my grace. He took me to Israel. He said, Israel wasted my grace. He said, whenever the, the prophet Moses, the leader of Israel, came and told them the promised land is only one day away. The promised land is just one crossing away. And they rebelled against me. And they wouldn't go over into the promised land. He said, but the next night they decided, said, hey, we have failed God. We're going to get up and do what God said. Can I tell you what? They were one day too late, sir. They were one day too late, ma'am. Don't you wait till the rapture takes place and then run to the house of the Lord. You better accept God's mercy this morning. You better reach out for grace this morning. Amen. Because after the rapture, everything's going to be wasted grace. Every time you walked out on God, every time you've heard a message preached and you didn't let it take you to an altar, it was wasted grace with God hallelujah young people you think you got your whole life ahead of you can I tell you something this morning? Look at me this morning. Amen. I believe that a man has got an equal cup. Amen. Of mercy and grace. And there is also a cup of judgment. Hallelujah. Amen. And God. God can give you mercy. And God can give you mercy. And God can give you grace. And God can keep dipping out of mercy. Until there's nothing left in the cup. Amen. And you have wasted your opportunity. Amen. To get right with God. You say, I'll come to God anytime I get ready. I beg your pardon, sir. Amen. The scripture said, you have not chosen me. I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go forth and bring forth fruit that should remain. I'm telling you today, God is dealing with somebody's heart this morning. God's giving you another opportunity today. Are you going to waste the grace of God? Are you going to are you going to trifle away the grace of God because somewhere, sir, there is a cup of judgment, amen, that God has never dipped out of, amen, just a couple of times in the word of God. Has there ever been a cup of judgment come forth? There was one drop of judgment when the flood came, and God turned back to mercy and grace, and he started just dipping out of mercy and grace, and there was just one drop of judgment at Sodom and Gomorrah. And then God came back to mercy and grace. I'm telling you, you're living in the year 2005. Amen. God's cup of mercy, amen, is running out. But God's cup of judgment is fixing to be poured out on humanity. You better get right with God. Don't waste the grace of God this morning. Adonis and Sapphire. Amen right in the midst of the greatest revival that was ever in Pentecost, brother. Amen. But they wasted the grace of God. They didn't sweat the little things, brother Ford. Amen. They didn't look at the details. They said, oh, it's not that important that we just tell the truth. Amen. But can I tell you something? In the midst of the greatest revival of the church, of that brand new church, Amen. There was somebody wasted the grace of God. 
and today they're in a red hot belching hell amen because they walked out and they chose to waste the grace of God I think this morning about I think about Felix when Paul stood before Felix and they said Felix trembled as they talked about and they reasoned about judgment amen they reasoned about righteousness and temperance and judgment to come what was Paul telling him Felix you can waste the grace of God Felix you can go past the point of no return Felix there'll be a day that God's going to stir your heart that's when you need to pray that's when you need to run to an altar that's when God's grace is being poured out in your lives and God stirred me in the nighttime about this church last night he stirred me a week ago brother and I got up at three in the morning and went to that prayer room and I said God if I can just get there God if I can just get there I said God you speak to my heart and this morning on the way over God said you preach to them about my grace how it is so sufficient he said but you also tell them they can waste my grace they can waste what Calvary done for them hallelujah wasted grace for they have all heard the gospel just as we have he said but they didn't let it change them Calvary's got to change the way you walk in Calvary's got to change the way you're talking Calvary's got to change the way you're living we're living in such a Hollywood society that you can't find anybody that's not born again Amen. But I'm telling you, if you're born again, it'll be of the water and of the Spirit. Amen. And the Spirit will bear witness because you'll walk, you'll walk like a child of God. And you'll talk like a child of God. And you'll look like a child of God. Hallelujah. Amen. You're not going to waste the grace of God. It'll mean something to you when you feel the presence of God. Whenever you slip up your hands and you can feel that anointing as it begins to come on you. Amen. Every man, woman, boy, and girl in here. Amen. You're not feeling what you're feeling because you're perfect. You're feeling it because of the grace of God. That's all the more reason to worship him that's all the more reason to cry out unto him hallelujah but whenever God dips that mercy and that grace out on you time and time again and you just stand there and you don't do anything and God is dealing with you amen to move up in him and you don't do anything you're wasting the grace of God if Ananias and Sapphira had it to do over amen they'd have got it right brother amen and Felix he, he trembled oh he trembled when Paul preached to him but can I tell you his famous words Paul would have a more convenient season I'll call for you and the devil's come in this morning oh yeah he come to church this morning and sit on a pew by you and he said don't go to that altar today you wait for a more convenient season and all the while God is dipping his mercy and his grace out on you and if you walk out today I'm asking you how much grace is left in the cup Are we going to waste the grace of God until there's none left? 
Are we going to waste the grace of God? Amen. Agrippa. When Paul went to Agrippa, and he began to preach his heart unto him, there was something on the inside of Agrippa that says, hey, I feel what he's saying. And there's somebody here this morning, you feel what this country preacher's telling you. You feel it in the Holy Ghost this morning that God's talking to you, sir. You feel it in the Holy Ghost this morning that today is your day of salvation. And Agrippa looks at him and he says, Paul, almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. I believe that God was looking out over the balconies of heaven that day as Paul preached to him. And he was putting grace and he was putting mercy on Agrippa. And he, he, when he saw that he was stirred, he put more on him. And that day, whenever he stood and he said, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. God looks. I believe tears in the eyes of God. They've all heard the gospel. But some have wasted my grace. How do they think they're going to escape when they neglect so great a salvation. I didn't come to preach no camp meeting message this morning. I come to reach for somebody's souls. You're picnicking on the banks of hell today. You're, you're, just, you're walking the banks of hell today. I'm telling you God's grace. If I've ever walked in the Holy Ghost, you wasted the grace of God. I preached the funeral of a man that just a few weeks ago we ran together when I was in the world. He knew too much to die lost. He knew too much to die lost. He said, I want you to preach my funeral. I said, Zeke, what you want me to say, man? I said, look at the way you're living. What do you want me to say? He said, tell them the truth. He said, that's what you've been preaching. If we're not careful, we'll get at the end of the journey and we'll find out that we have wasted the grace of God. What a fearful thing. What a fearful thing today to waste the grace of God. I got a remedy this morning. Listen to me. I got a remedy this morning that'll keep you out of hell. Can you hear me? I got a remedy this morning that'll keep you out of hell, young man. But if you die and waste the grace of God, I don't have a remedy to get you out of hell. You need to look at your children. Some of you need to look at your children this morning. You waste this grace of God and they're going to walk in your footsteps. There wasn't nothing I could do for Zeke. I preached to his boys. Can I tell you something? They hadn't got to waste it like their daddy did. If 
your mama's not what you want to be, then you can live for God. If your daddy's not what you want to be, accept the grace and the mercy of God. Amen. You don't have to follow in their footsteps. But you look at them children that you're holding on your laps this morning, sitting on the pew with you. You better put something on the inside of their heart about Calvary. You better build a bridge that they can cross on. They ought to see you worship and shout and dance every time that you come to the house of the Lord. Amen. God dealt with my heart about an old poem. I love poetry. And in closing this morning, just a simple thought today, but it's God speaking to you. Wasting the grace of God. Poem says the bridge builder. An old man going along the highway came at evening cold and gray to a chasm vast and deep and wide through which was flowing a sullen tide. The old man crossed in the twilight dim. The sullen stream had no fear for him. But he turned when safe on the other side and he built a bridge to span the tide. Old man, said a fellow pilgrim near, you're wasting your strength with building here. Your journey will end with a closing day. You never again will pass this way. You've already crossed the chasm deep and wide. Why build you the bridge at evening tide? The builder lifted his old gray head Good friend, in the path I have come, he said, there followeth after me today a youth whose feet must pass this way. This chasm that has been naught to me, to that fair-haired youth, may a pitfall be. He too must cross in the twilight dim. Good friend, I'm building this bridge for him. When you come to the house of God and you worship and you shout and you dance, you're not just doing it for yourself, but you're building a bridge for your children to cross. And every time that God deals with your heart and you come to an altar of prayer, don't worry about somebody thinks you're backslid. What you're doing, you're building a bridge that your children can cross on. Don't ever get too big. Somebody called me yesterday and said, pray that I got all the crying out before I get there. And I told him, I said, it's all right to cry if you're crying for the right reasons. And your children ought to see you crying in an altar of prayer. You're building a bridge. Don't waste the grace of God. Amen. Because there is no escape. They come to the music this morning. I'm closing. This church stands today. Amen. God's speaking to somebody's heart this morning. I wouldn't walk out of the doors of this church. It could be your last drop of mercy and your last drop of grace today. God has given you mercy and grace to be saved. And once you're pressing toward that mark, your mercy and your grace will never run out. But I'm telling you, if you walk out of the house of God, 
and you neglect this plan of salvation today, somewhere you're going to waste the grace of God. As they sing this morning, amen, prepare. I tell you, you need to prepare your soul today, amen, for, for the crossing of the chasm. There's going to be a crossing one day. Amen. There's going to be a crossing one day. Somebody's looking at you. Amen. Somebody's following in your steps. Somebody's going to see how you did it. Somebody's going to pattern their life after you, Daddy. Mama, somebody's going to pattern their life after you. Amen. I'm preaching to you this morning. I need a praying church right now. Ma'am, I don't know if I've ever seen you, but I'm telling you, you need to come to this altar this morning. Sir, you need to come to this altar today. God's talking to your heart. Ma'am, God's talking to you this morning. God's talking to you today. You need to run to this altar today. I need to pray in church. Come on. Come on. These altars are open this morning for the saint, for the sinner, the ungodly. Anybody this morning that wants to make sure that they're not wasting the grace of God today. Amen. I know why I'm here. I know why I'm here this morning. It's because of God's mercy. Sir, would you come? Come on. God's talking to your heart this morning. Would you come? Come on. Come on, sir. God, in Jesus' name, God's speaking to you. Come. Come on, make that step this morning. God's talking to your heart. Would you come? Come on, sir. God's talking to you in Jesus' name. Turn loose and come. Turn loose and come today. You need to let God talk to you. Come on, she'll come. Come on, it's every man for himself today. Come. God's mercy and grace is reaching for you. Would you come? God bless you. Come on. God bless you so much, sir. Oh, yes. Come on. These young people here this morning, you need to be on this altar crying out to the Lord. Sing it, brother. You're here this very moment, this morning, just because of you. Come on. Come on. Somebody ought to have a Holy Ghost prayer meeting here this morning. Thank you, Jesus. And praise you too. For your grace and Somebody ought to thank him for that mercy this morning. You ought to think about yesterday's struggles with death. Your mind ought to go immediately. It was God's mercy that brought me through it. It was God's grace that was so sufficient that saw me through it. I'm living this Pray, man. Pray, ladies.
to thank you and praise you too for your grace and mercy brought me through your grace and mercy brought Of you, I want to 
must cross Calvary's way that leads from night unto the brightest day. Where Jesus died so that you and I could live, leave all your sins on mercy bill of grace. Now we can cross, but we must cross the Calvary way that leads from night into the brightest day. Where Jesus died so that you and I could live, leave all your sins from mercy bill of bread. Now we can crawl, but we must walk the Calvary way, for it leads from night unto Leave all your guilt for mercy, Bill, 
Thank you. 